Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the latest edition of the Team Building Podcast. I'm Matt Johnson. Sadly, Jeff cannot be with us today, but we're going to more than make up for it because we've got a killer, killer guest with us today. Gary Boomerstein is here, and we're going to talk about his his investment company, but more than that, the team behind it that he's built because he is uh, he's doing a lot of the things that uh, that the listeners and viewers of, the, of this podcast are in, in the process of doing, attempting to doing. He's built a, essentially a team, but he's also built almost the best way I can describe it is kind of like a hybrid expansion slash membership slash mastermind model. We'll get into exactly how that works, but he's built out this incredible organization that sends out, what was it? Something like 12 million uh, pieces of mail and one, one of those pieces has been run four and a half million times and generated 200,000 seller leads. So, I mean, you're doing what uh, a lot of our listeners and viewers are doing and doing it at a very, very high level. So Gary, welcome. I'm excited, Matt. <laughs> this is awesome. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Your, uh, your partner, couldn't join, but uh, I'm super excited to share and share all. And I know you and I have been chatting about this for a while. So yeah, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. And there's a lot of different directions we could go, but let's, um, so just with those eye catching and ear catching stats, um, that gives people a little bit of an idea of what you guys are doing. So, but give me kind of the, the structure of what you've built um, and just an idea of what it is like start to finish uh, that you guys do together. Yeah. So I run a company called realestateinvestor.com. In fact, uh, it's not it's not totally released yet. It's coming out next month, um, but we just got named second year in a row as uh, Inc. 5000 fastest growing company. I think we're going to be around number 500 out of what did they say? It was uh, 12 million companies, and we'll probably be around number 15 in the real estate niche. Um, I uh, I run. It's a platform called REI Vault. We have about 250 experienced real estate agents and uh, real estate investors, mostly investors that are buying, fixing and flipping or wholesaling all over the country. And um, I run a almost like an agency slash uh, services company doing all of their marketing, all their off-market marketing. So pay-per-click, massive amount of direct mail, all the systems and all the VAs that are actually working the leads, uh, teeing them up, set, scheduling appointments, and uh, and helping them get deals. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm not I'm an investor myself. I'm in four different markets, and uh, and we're it's it's kind of like a mastermind because none of us are competitive, and we're sharing. I got a private Facebook group, and so people are like sharing their tips and techniques. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, I want to get this nailed down because this is. Um just so people on the receiving end understand it and they know exactly what you built. So to me, the big idea of this, the big idea to, to your members and, and kind of to the marketplace is that you have, it's, it's a, you're not a vendor, but it is a service and a membership model type thing where you essentially do everything to the point of either handing off a hot lead to an agent or literally setting up an appointment for them. So from the time when you generate the lead, the seller lead, all the way up to the point where you hand it off the way the agent wants it to be handed off, you guys take care of all of that. And then you also have the structure and the coaching on the back end to help them take advantage of those opportunities and turn them into either listings or investor deals. Do I have that right? You are, uh, you are spot on. 
Cool. All right. So that that's to me. I wanted to make I wanted to make that clear because I want everybody to know that Gary, you're you're essentially doing a lot of what they're trying to do, right? You're 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 running all the pay per click. You're running an ISA team. You're doing a ton of direct mail. You're generating seller leads, which is very unique, at least in this whole like little expansion world that a lot of us run in. Um, most of the expansions based off of either one of two things: either a they're generating massive amounts of buyer leads. There's not, there's hardly any team that expands based on seller leads. If they do, it's the other model, which is based on just getting agents to prospect, right? Which is, that's a hard model to expand on because right. agents want leads, right? So you've kind of figured out, you've come along with this hybrid and you've figured out a different way to solve it. So tell me a little bit more about how you work it so that you're not a vendor. You're not just a mastermind. You're not sharing. You actually have control of the systems, but it is more of a membership model. So explain how that works. Yeah. Well, let me, let me back up because I think this, a little backstory will help. Um, yeah. I've done a bunch of masterminds. I've been around for a while. Um, I've been full-time. I actually grew up in real estate. I actually was, uh, we had a family real estate business here in California. I was all of my, I'm the youngest of four and uh, I was forced to get into real estate. I became a real, licensed real estate agent literally two weeks after turning 18. And I just, okay. uh, to give you an idea of how old I am, I just had my 30th high school reunion like Saturday night. Ooh. But uh, but anyway, I've, I've been doing real estate full time, actually moving into the investor world in 2004. And, and uh, done, you know, done a massive amount of training. I've done a lot of coaching. And probably the most value was masterminding. So yeah. the, pro the one thing I found, and you know this, you guys know this, and probably a lot of the listeners um, that are following your podcast know this, that you go to a mastermind and you come out with, um, I mean, amazingly sharp people, right? And amazing ideas. But the problem is everybody then has to go back and implement everything on their own. And yeah. so I, and what I found is I had this like epiphany. This is about three and a half, four years ago that, gosh, we all have the same problem. We are all working way too hard. We're all mostly a staff of one or a few. We all know that we need systems. We all know that we need a staff, typically VAs, virtual assistants. And I'm like, what if we could actually combine forces rather than everybody having to go off and do it themselves? What if we combined forces and had one team, one expert team, right? And, yep. we, we, and we could get massive amounts of leverage. That's what the hedge funds have done. So the mm -hmm. big companies that have actually you know, bought and sold 20, 30, 40,000 houses, they've got massive leverage. And so I said, let's come together and do that. Now, you know, years later, we have, uh, we have uh, 250 experienced investors and real estate agents. I have a staff of over 40, mostly overseas across four continents and um, getting massive leverage. So we're able to, as an example, we can, we're pulling mailing lists, direct mail lists. We've got two lists that are crushing it right now that are proprietary. I don't even think people know how to go pull them. I can share some of the details for, for your listeners if you want that are working real well. But we're pulling names and addresses of both sellers and buyers. And then we are doing all the, the monster mass marketing. Um, and, and so last, last month, as an example, we sent out over 450,000 pieces of direct mail, postcards, handwritten letters, uh, offer packages. I mean, literally click of a button, we were able to send out, you know, you click a button out of our system mm -hmm. and full price cash offer as an example goes out. That's, that's, you know, signed contract looks like it was signed, you know, return envelope, the whole thing. And, and we're able to do that because we've got enough of us that are sharing 
and we get massive leverage off of that. And then when we're able to get you know, what's working and then make tweaks and changes. And we're really able to beat the competition and we have no real overlap. So we give semi-exclusivity by market to our members. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. In a nutshell. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, let's talk about the, um, kind of where the, the tip of the spear, the direct mail part of things. So where, give me some of your experience on that and kind of what's led you to what has worked and how have you been able to scale up the operation so that it's all self-contained? I don't know if you're using outside mail houses. I'm assuming you have your own and then maybe work with some outside ones. So how do you structure that so you can scale out and scale up the, the mass marketing? Yeah, so um, we, we actually, we work with, a, it's, it's actually, uh, it's a three or four billion dollar mail house. They've got 168 different locations around the country. And we're plugged into them. Um, and every single night we consolidate. So b- behind the scenes, none of us even care, right? We just want to know that the best stuff is going out uh, on time to the right person um, that's going to actually get the phone to ring, right? Okay. But um, we, um, we consolidate and we've got all kinds of different marketing. I've got yellow postcards. I've got white postcards. I've got large ones, small ones. Depending upon the type, you know, who are we targeting and what's going to get the best conversion? Are we in a hot market like California or Phoenix? Are we in a lower demographic? Believe it or not, like what works in Ohio is going to be a little different than what works in Alabama versus what works in, in South Florida. And wow. so we call those campaigns. So okay. at the end of the night, you know, the postcards are going to Oregon. So outside of Eugene, Oregon, a bunch of Oregon ducks come in, you know, three o'clock in the morning and start printing stuff. I, it was pretty cool. I actually saw like, pallets of this stuff going out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're really milling that much. So, um, so that happens all behind the scenes, you know, art, what happens as a member is it's, uh, uh, it's a very easy process. We need to, we, it's a budget. So what is their marketing budget and what area do they want to target typically by zip code? So they may give us a County or counties or a series of zip codes and a budget. We come back, very quickly with a sales and marketing plan that says, this is exactly what we want to do for you and what the expected results are of what we think it's going to produce. And then we actually execute to it. And then we get back on the phone a month later, have an account review, kind of look at the results, make tweaks and, and constantly do that. Yeah. And, and we've interviewed, there's one other team that I've heard of, and I, I'm sure there's more, but that we've only been able to feature one on the podcast. There's one team that I know of in Arizona that expands based on seller leads. And what they do is they expand zip code by zip code. They assign an agent to the zip code and they're doing some market research, but essentially they have kind of their, their set plan that they go into with it. Now for you guys, you're, you're customizing it a little bit more because you don't have somebody to back that up with, you know, real in-person pot buys and running community events and stuff like that to actually make like in-person contact. Either the postcards work or they don't, the mailers work or they don't. Um, so, so you guys kind of are working off of, we know kind of what works. Are you doing demographic or sociographic research to try to figure out the commonalities between a new area versus somewhere we've already proven that something works? Yeah. What we found is we can break up the country into kind of eight different types of markets, hot market, post hot, kind of flat emerging. And, uh, uh, what, what is one other? And what we found is they all, most of the markets like the center of the country, mm-hmm are pretty consistent. Um, California, Phoenix, Portland, Seattle are also pretty consistent. Uh, You've got, you've got uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, we'd call those emerging. I mean, what we mail into that market is amazing. Like 
a postcard getting a 14 or 15% response rate where, cool. and, and we're known, we're known for our stuff is pretty, we have stuff that's pretty aggressive. It, it's built to get the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we break it up that way. We've got pretty good predictive analytics. Um, the way we pull the mailing, I won't go into the crazy detail, but you yeah. were kind of saying, do you do sociographic and demographic and geographic? We, we end up when we're pulling the, the mailing lists, um, we have a scoring algorithm and there's only one other person that I know charges a lot of money that does this, mm-hmm. but we're able, because of our volume, we're able to buy pretty big mailing lists and then we enhance it. We're constantly looking for economic data and change of lifestyle. We're looking for like one of the hot things right now we have, it's called the invisible list. So one of our hottest mailing lists, in fact, when we, we name, we make everything we do, we actually, we get names from our members. Hey, we got a new one called the, the, uh, uh, what is it called? The, uh, uh, well, we got a ghetto card. It's like the ghetto campaign. I don't, and like, oh man, I can't call it the ghetto, but it really is. It works right. in the ghetto, right? Yeah. Um, we've got another one called the 1031 Exchange. This is a guy that, that's got a, uh, they do a million dollars a month in profit. They're out of uh, Maryland. Good Lord. An agent and a real a huge TV presence in Maryland. But okay. they built a card. It's a postcard that we call the 1031 exchange. So there's a series of, of postcards that go out, typically five on a, on a cycle. So we'll pull a, a mailing list. We'll, you know, score it to figure out, okay, all the, you know, what, out of, out of 250,000 properties, we're going to pull the list of maybe 20,000 and then we're going to cycle it so that we repeat it, right? We mail to it. And then every 60 days we're going to repeat it. But Right. We have to break that up. So we're doing, you know, every week on Thursday. And by the way, little nugget for everybody, Thursday is the best day to drop mail. So nice. proven statistically. Um, and that we would have what's never your, known. What's your theory on that? Because that, that's also coincidentally the day where we drop all of our client podcasts. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? It, it's typically four days for uh, the mail piece across the country to land. So what okay. we're finding is, uh, and Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, it seems to be the day that people are picking it up. If it lands on the weekend, you're going to get less calls. And so anyway, I was mentioning the invisible list. It is the hottest list that we have for finding motivated sellers that are, are ready to sell is, is, is really made up of a mostly absentee owner, mostly inherited properties um, that are mostly free and clear. And you would think that that's a pretty easy list. Okay. Absentee owner is crazy easy, but it's super saturated. Everybody does it. We're able to pull a list that's tip. It's called invisible because our members are like, I don't know what it is that you guys do, but none of our competitors seem to be able to get the list. And, uh, and there's a trick to it. Uh, but anyway, I can go into it or not go into it. We have another list that's super popular that crushes it called the shipwreck list. And the shipwreck is just that somebody hit an iceberg. So it's mostly code violations and divorce and probate recently deceased and things like that. And then we're looking for equity because most, most of the investors are looking for properties that, you know, are not fully leveraged and we got to go do short sell deals on. So the good news hmm. is our, our, our members just come to us and say, Hey, tell me how to buy properties. I don't want to worry about any of that stuff. And, uh, and it's, that's pretty much what we do. We're like, you know, just let us do what we're really good at. We'll come back with a plan and typically within seven days from somebody coming in and joining us, we're off and running. And then four days after that, they got leads coming in. Very cool. 
And so tell me a little bit about the way that you do the, the handoff and, and what, um, uh, and then the, the VAs that are kind of doing the spinning, essentially they're, they're scrubbing the leads and stuff like that. So tell me your experience of kind of building out that system of scrubbing and handing over the leads and what you've learned from that. Yeah. Um, the, so how should I, how should I start the, the, um, there's the, I call it, it's almost like a pizza parlor, right? You got, you got the, how the pizzas are made and then you got the dining room, right? And you got the kitchen, right? And it's like, keep those things separate, right? Yeah. At the kitchen, all I want is I want to, I want to, I want a pepperoni pizza. I want it to taste really good. I want it hot, right? And I want mushrooms on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like how that gets done as long as it gets done quickly. So we keep those, uh, behind, you know, separate. So for us, um, there's a handoff between us and the member and then how things get done in the production line. And, um, and so like interacting with, interacting with our member, we call them members by the way, cause we're not really a service, you know, we're not a vendor. It's, yeah. it's a membership model. And so, um, cause we're all doing it together, but we typically, somebody will come in and we'll say, okay. And, and it's pretty automated. They fill out when they, when they join, we have a, quick questionnaire. We want to learn about who they are and how many properties are they buying? What's their average profit per deal? And then we'll come back with in their budget and zip codes. And then we'll come back. We call it a list DNA report. Mm-hmm. So we'll send them back a list saying, Hey, this is, this is what we think is the potential in your market and what, what you could do. And, and then what we think the results will look like. Mm-hmm. We'll do a strategy session with them it's 25 minutes. It's super, super structured. We provide them. It's, it's not like a, we got a lot of ADD, you know, ADHD, oh, yeah. <laughs> including <laughs> myself. So right. Real estate investors, just give me yeah. the, give me yeah. the, so, the so we, we figure that out. We get approval from them and then all the back end work happens. So our team is going and the first thing they do is uh, I got, uh, in fact, I, I, you know what, I, let me, let me from the handoff. Can I, this might help everybody. Uh, yeah. Cause there's a lot of people that are, they have in-house VAs or, or full on ISA teams. They're also trying to, you know, motivate their agents to make these types of calls. So yeah, any, anything you can share on that would be great. Okay. So I, I think there's a lot of stuff here and I'm not going to drill into cause each one, this is a mind map. Mm-hmm. Originally I called it the unicorn VA because what is a unicorn? It's something that doesn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the unicorn VA is somebody that's like, Oh, I want to hire somebody that can do everything. Well, the problem is, is that it's a different skill set. Yep. You've got, you've got a direct mail team. So we actually have a specific group. Um, by the way, this particular direct mail team um, was behind one of the largest hedge fund real estate agency hedge funds in the country. They bought over 20,000 houses in this last cycle and, uh, and then they sold out to Starwood, like Embassy Suites. They went public. And then I acquired their team. So the team that's doing our direct mail and all the analytics is that team that's gotten, that used to send out agents to the auctions, the foreclosure auctions. Okay. So we have a direct mail team that does nothing but managing the direct mail. In fact, I'll open this thing up. Let's see if I can do that. Um, you've got direct mail is really made up of a copy team. This is the, the team that knows how to write the specific copy. Yep. The good news is that our copy is all done. So we've got, you know, hundreds of different pieces of mail of, you know, what does it look like? What are the words? What's the perfect 
you know, word and does it have a logo or no logo? Is it in red ink? Yeah. Does it have a live solved? Et cetera. But so I've got one team that's, that does nothing but that. I've got another part of the team that does nothing but manage the mailing lists, the names and addresses, the scoring, the algorithms to find the perfect names and addresses. And then I've got a, a mail team that makes sure that the mail goes out. This is all systematic. Um, I've got another team. This is actually a partner of ours uh, that does pay-per-click. So a lot of our, our guys, you know, direct mail and pay-per-click, Facebook and Google paid traffic go hand, hand in hand. So that's another team all driving into a system, right? Mm-hmm. There's, when, when you send out direct mail, typically you do not, this is for all your listeners, never ever put a website on a piece of direct mail. You want to drive everybody to a, to a, to a, to a phone, um, either 800 or local number ask, you know, the reason I say that is I can't tell you how many pieces of mail we've tested and the response rate when you put a website onto a piece of direct mail drops by about 60 to 70%. So imagine getting a 4% response rate without a, with, with just a phone number, right. Or getting a 1% or 2% by, by adding the website, it just doesn't work. So we drive everything to a phone system, either to a live person or to a pre-recorded message. Okay. And then all the routing of those end up into a system. And then I have a systems team. We happen to use uh, Matt. We use Podio. That's okay. really hot in the real estate niche. Podio is like it's it's basically mm-hmm. a CRM, like top producer or Salesforce. But we use it because it's super inexpensive. And then we drive everything into one system and our members are, are basically using one system. So this is all, all behind the scenes. Okay. Um, and, and so as a, as a member with, with REI Vault, you know, they're interacting with the system that we provide them and a training platform and kind of a communication platform on how to interact. And so all of this stuff is behind the scenes. They don't have to worry about the VAs. You know, as leads come in, they get processed. We're pulling comparables. We're pulling pictures. We're pulling the Zillow value instantly and Zillow rent and other, you know, Google Maps, et cetera. So that's all behind the scenes. So there's no managing or training or worrying about people like hiring and firing. It all just works, you know, clockwork. And then we've got people, depending upon, you know, our time zone or work in different hours around the country. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, total. And it, it, it jives in my experience. And I think it explains, there's a huge nugget here for anybody that's in the process or, or has tried to build a team and maybe is wondering why certain things are not working the way they would like. And that compartmentalization or specialization of roles, essentially, like you said, keeping, keeping the servers out of the kitchen and keeping the cooks out of the dining room. Um, I think that people cause themselves a lot of problems when they attempt to find their own version of the unicorn, whether it's a VA, an assistant, even another agent. Yeah. Uh, they'll attempt to find that in a business partner. I mean, there's so many there's so many manifestations of that same problem of us trying to find another person that will solve all of our problems when they there's no way for one person to have the skill set to do all those things. We'd be much better off like hiring contract labor, having three different people that all have the right personalities for different things. The, the difference is we just don't want to manage them, right? right. We just right. want to tell one person what to do and get it done. Right. And we don't want to deal with the consequences of not having it compartmentalized. Right. So for anybody that struggled, uh, struggled to hire, I think that explains a lot of that, that, that issue. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out to people. You, you know, I'll tell you one thing. This is interesting because we're all, 
I mean, the, the whole concept of an inexpensive virtual assistant, right? That's been around super hot for probably the last eight to 10 years. The problem is, it's great, right? Totally works. The problem is, you got to hire them, then you got to train them, and then you've got to manage them, keep them busy. And that latter piece is no, it's, a, it's, it's not the easiest thing, right? And, you, mm-hmm. and then over, all of a sudden you get somebody that's really good and then they quit. And you're literally, that's, that's right. You're st- that's, that's the fastest way. It's the single point of failure. So yeah. imagine if we got three or four people, and I recommend this to everybody, um, is, is you get together with three or four people that are non-competitive and then you just hire one resource, right? And share that resource. That's the concept of the shared service. Now, all of a sudden, you got three or four people that are leveraging somebody, and it gives you massive leverage, right? Instead of paying somebody, I don't know, what is it, four, five, six hundred bucks a month, you know, they may not be utilized. But if you could get four or five of us, right, sharing that resource, now all of a sudden it's like a hundred bucks, but we can keep them busy. We can, you know, we can now hire a manager right? To actually manage them. And yes, balance and I was, I was hoping to get to that. Cause that's one of the key lessons that we talked about before recording, just that the, that you've learned in building out this kind of team of ISAs, right. Is to not manage them directly and not to have multiple managers for that team. Right. You have right. one person. Absolutely. I mean, even my, we have a large, I mentioned we have 40 people. I have 18 mm-hmm. people in India. Um, I, for the first time they had a party, the 18 of them had a party. And uh, some of them are actually outside of Delhi and some of them are in um, uh, Hyderabad. But I've never, I, I, I communicate with one. So I've got one guy, his name is Pushkar. And, and, and by the way, even today, he showed a picture. I didn't even know what he looked like. I've been working with him for like four years. <laughs> so that's, to me, that's awesome because at the end of the yeah. day, and at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, Here's here. We're a big EOS. Do you guys ever talk about the EOS uh, attraction model? Not, not on the podcast a lot. Yeah, guys on, on my other show, Real Estate Uncensored, we've had Mike Payton who's a co-author of Get a Grip and Traction, all that stuff. So if you guys are familiar with Gino Wickman, that's what you're talking about. The EOS. Yeah, we're big, uh, we're super, super on top of that model, but um, it's all about accountability, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the one function I want a world-class support team. You know, it's yeah. one of our members, time is money. And so if somebody sends in a request with, we say 24 hours, but it's typically 24 minutes, but I have, we have one person I've never interacted with, you know, all the other 17 people. That's if you, that's a highly leveraged team. Um, And, and so even on like on our phone team, the the team that does outbound, I went and I found a third party that is an absolute, probably the best in the niche for doing, you know, taking sellers through the script of exactly what are the, ma- the, the, the perfect words to test motivation, to create the icebreaker, to figure out the price and establish credibility, et cetera. And so I went and found somebody and, and now I've got one person with, you know, an army of, 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 of processors, right. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to train them. Right. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. So let's talk about the, the financial and, and the, um, I guess the revenue models for this, this type of kind of a shared team. Cause I, th- I think that's where things start to get potentially a little murky is if you consider it a, a membership or it's a, like a giant community team and you're all sharing resources and stuff like that, how do you keep the revenue stable? How do you make sure that your partners and your, your staff and stuff like that get paid and how do you get paid and stuff like that? So I know there's a lot of people that are expanding teams that are 
you know, we think we've got that problem solved because we bring on people and they're just commission salespeople. But at some point, you have to start getting staff involved if you want to expand beyond just having an expansion office that's really just one person that works 45 minutes from your office. Right. You know, so we're all going to encounter that at some point. So how have you guys solved that problem? What do your members contribute and what do you, how do you receive your revenue? Yeah, no, it's super, super great, amazing question. And I will say that, you know, real estate investors, you know, we are, um, I mean, we're buying properties on the cheap, right? That's what we do. And so everything, if we're, our whole business is on margin and we've got to do things uh, on the cheap. And I, when I started this, I really didn't know um, how to do it. So we basically had everybody contribute and cover the cost, the basic cost. And then we were taking a percentage of the profits. That's what we originally did. It was actually pretty awesome, but a nightmare on bookkeeping, right? <laughs> of, of how to how yeah, to manage that. Is the that. problem is the accountability, yeah. right? So we asked everybody. We just said, "Hey, what do you what do you all recommend?" We went to we had at the time we had about sixty people, and um, I mean friends. We all get together. We've got a private Facebook group, and we get together, and we have our own you know member summit. Had mm-hmm. had one about a month ago, and just put it out there. It's like, what do you recommend? And they said, you know. Um, you guys, you guys have the equivalent of like 10 different departments. We'd never be able to hire that team. If you could actually do everything that you do for the cost of one VA, so one virtual assistant, if you could do all of that and figure out how to make that work. So we went back and ran the math. And so that's what we do. So Mm -hmm. people who sign up with us as a member, they pay the cost of one VA. That's about $8 and 76 cents an hour a little less than 1500 bucks a month. And we do everything for them. We set up the systems, we manage the direct mail. Now their budget, their marketing budget is variable. So they give us whatever their budget is on top of that. <clears throat> and the last year, we were finally able to make a massive guarantee, which is we guarantee the lowest price mail guaranteed. So because of our volumes, we just yeah. push that right back. And so if, if anybody can do it for less with another mail house, uh, which, by the way, hasn't happened. Uh, we'll use their mail house, sure. and um, so we do that. It usually saves like fifteen percent of what they would normally spend on marketing. Okay. That's it, and, um, and we have people that do multiple territories. So uh, we don't really have any geographic limits, but I have people that are, you know, we've got one extremely. This is a multi-million-dollar agent and investor. They're out of Colorado, but they're in two other markets. They're in Washington and, and Texas. And so they have a couple of additional territories, which just means they're paying multiple $1,500 a month fees because we got to supply a more, you know, a bigger team. Yeah, like for you, it's the same exact work. Yeah. Just multiplied. Yeah. There's no, there's yeah. no real scale. Not, not a ton of economies of scale there. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell me a little bit about your internal management structure, who reports to you and what are their roles? Yeah. So um, I had a lot of help on this, by the way, this is, I, I hired, I went out and I hired one of the top EOS coaches, the traction. Oh, did you really? We, I did. He's, uh, we get, it's August, the next quarterly meeting. I rent a big house. We've been to Hawaii. We're going to be uh, down San Diego here in a few weeks. But so we have a accountability chart. Um, I'm the visionary and the CEO of the business. I hired a, uh, uh, integrator is the term. It's the equivalent of a COO. And he really runs day-to-day operations and the team. Um, I've got a finance manager who runs all finance and bookkeeping, uh, scales really nicely. I've got, uh, uh, I've got a marketing guy. You actually know, that's actually how you and I got uh, connected. I have got a, a vice president of marketing who does all of our sort of 
all of our communication. We outsource a lot of that. We do a lot of Facebook. We're, we're always looking for new members. And so, and they, you know, so we're looking for the right people. And, and, and so we do some targeted marketing, a lot of referral, a lot of members, most of our members are coming through other members. In fact, we actually give them a thousand dollar, uh, thank you fee and free mailing to buy more houses. Right. But, um, let's see, I've got, a have uh, got a, a vice president. I call them. Um, well, she, we call her our success manager. And so she really is in, involved in all of the new members and all the, you know, people and making sure that we're bringing on the right people. Um, I've got what we call a strategy planner who is somebody, he's actually an acquisition manager for me in Oklahoma City. So he spends his time buying and flipping houses for me. But as part of the deal, um, I have him as our strategy planner, which means he's the one that's working with our members if, uh, on the front end. He'll spend time with them to make sure that we've got a robust sales and marketing plan. So exactly what we're gonna do. And then he gets back on typically once a month um, and does a review and just make sure that everything that they're doing is correct. And he's giving them tips and techniques on, you know, what's working. And so, and that makes up, uh, that makes up, I've got, I've got, a, you know, the, I've got a, I've got a team in the Philippines. I've got a team in, in, um, in India, but that's mostly internal support and, uh, okay. all that stuff. So it works out to about 40 people. I think we actually just crossed the 40 person line. Um, totally mobile. So never have an office. I used to have an office. I got rid of it. There's no reason we've, we've gotten really good at, at doing what you and I are doing. Yeah. Got our calls and <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, I, I've got a, got a, 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 what we call a level 10 meeting on Monday. Okay. Managers come together. We work through kind of like, what are our biggest, you know, where are we at against uh, our plan for the quarter? Mm-hmm. Got a, a t- the entire team comes together on Wednesday. We discuss, you know, any escalations and kind of what's going on. It's just a kind of a catch up, keep everybody from, uh, you know, feeling like we're too remote. Yeah. yeah Every yeah. once in a while we'll hear chickens. I got one gal, Donna, who works in the Philippines and you, it's kind of like the chickens, the roosters are like coming up. Yeah. It's like, Oh my gosh, what do you got? You, you, you cutting chicken heads and in, in, <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I used to have uh, an assistant over there who had a like the next door neighbor had a dog that would just bark all night long. And of course, we're meeting with her and it's night for her. So the dog just barking the whole time we're trying to talk. Anyway, um, so that's fun. So you've got about now if I counted them correctly, it's somewhere around eight or nine. Like, are they full on direct direct reports? Uh, Well, I have I really for for me, I really have two direct reports. Okay. I've passed, I've passed the direct reports over to uh, Wayne, who's my COO. He was what, a, was, what was the last thing that you let go of that you've now hired a position to fill? I'm curious about that. Yeah, the, 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 the two. So I still hold on to finance. Sure. So, so I'm still, and I don't know if I ever will give that up. Um, I, the, finding, finding the COO was the hardest for me. And actually I I had to have a lot of coaching because, um, you know, I've, I've been hands-on in these businesses and I mean, we all know, right. As entrepreneurs, you're pretty hands-on. So I think the, the sales function, the sales function is really one of the first areas you got marketing and sales. The two things that will move the the marker in any business is you got to get marketing to work right? You got to have leads. And then number two is sales. And, um, 
And so those were the two areas for me that I was able to go. And, and instead of hiring internally, I wanted to go and find who is the best and, and how do I tap into what they're doing? And uh, cause it's all ROI based. So that, those are the first two. Um, and then, and then I, you know, I, I do it off of an accountability. If anybody, <clears throat> anybody has an issue around hiring, I would strongly encourage you to go pick up uh, traction. That's, mm-hmm. that's the Gina Wickman book. Uh, they have what's called an accountability chart. It's really, really good of getting us as the entrepreneur business owner into thinking about, you know, where, what are the boxes in your, in your business? And then when are you going to turn them over on a plan? And that, that, yeah. that's, that was super helpful. Cause I was a, you know, it wasn't very long ago. I was working 70, 80 hours. I'm guessing a lot of those boxes had the word Gary in them. Uh, every one of the boxes, <laughs> every one of the boxes. So yeah. you know, I just got back from Tahoe. I'm taking off tomorrow. Um, I'm going to Hawaii at the beginning of August. So for 10 days, I just got, I'm going to Montana at the end of the, at the end of July. So I have figured out how to, <laughs> how to, how to get it working and have some vacation time, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. And, and traction was the thing that really helped me. Well, and I think the secret, the secret key to that, it may have been one of the first things that, that you gave up just because you're able to systematize it so well. I think that's one of the big things that uh, the teams that are looking to expand are missing is that scalable, predictable lead generation. And so they have to keep holding on to that constant monitoring constant, or, or they're still experimenting to try to figure it out. And so they're trying to let go of things like operations so that they can focus on the marketing when, because they haven't figured it out yet. They haven't figured out what their scalable plan is and you are able to get that squared away first. And that's what let you hold on to things like operations the longest. We kind of did it, I think backwards than most team leaders or, or um, people in their scaling up teams in the residential side would do it. But that is kind of that, that is the key that drives everything. If you don't have leads, it doesn't matter how well you run operations. So yeah. if you can get that part figured out first, it makes everything else a lot easier. Yeah. I'll tell you for, for, so a lot of our, you know, a lot of our members are real estate investors. Um, you know, first, first and foremost, they're buying uh, or or flipping houses, and then agents second, they're taking listings. But the biggest, after coming on board with us, their biggest hire was a lead processor, right? It's somebody that there's no, there's no issues on getting leads, but there's a lot of kissing of frogs. Right. right. You're, you're, people are expecting that, oh, I'm going to have a motivated seller that's going to close today. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. There's a rapport building. Right. And and uh, and so we may get 100 calls and 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 you're probably going to get 40, you know, going into the weeds a little bit. 40 of them are going to be hang ups. And there's massive amounts of I mean, there, there's so much money in the hang ups. In fact, we make more money off of the hang ups for calling somebody back and just working that lead over a handful of weeks than there are from somebody who leaves a, a pre, you know, a voicemail. Isn't that amazing. It's totally counterintuitive, but somebody, I'll, I'll go down that. When path. you say hangups, yeah, please do. Because you're, you're saying hangups. You're saying like one of your VAs called them, introduced themselves to where the person knew who you were and then they hung up the phone on you, right? No, 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 no. Okay. That's a great, I'm glad you clarified. Okay. I'm saying we sent out a marketing piece to a seller to get the phone to ring. And they, were, they, they basically got something in the mail and it created interest, right? AIDA, did I get your, did I, did I capture your attention? Are you going to, are you, right? And it got them to pick up the phone, but then they didn't take any action. They hung up. They never went through to talk to a live person. So out of a hundred calls, we're capturing their caller ID. We get back on the phone with them 
And it's like, gosh, you know, we just missed a call from you. Were you thinking about, are you calling for, uh, with a property you're thinking about selling or possibly a note that you received in the mail? And then do that dance. And that takes a lot of work. So that's where most of our, our people are spending their time because the money is cultivating the leads, right? We're getting the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. I just, just looked at, you know, our, we started in Oklahoma City. I've got small amount of marketing. We have over 1,100 inbound calls, right? We're take, last week, we picked up six contracts in Oklahoma City part-time with yeah. one fo- part-time phone VA. And so, but, but, you know, there's a lot of, you got to really cultivate the rocks and turn them into gold. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I, not to go crazy down the rabbit hole, but, you know, that's the number one area that we're finding that, that our, our, our people are putting their, you know, outsourcing and, and getting working first is finding a good phone person or tapping into us and having us do it for them. Yeah, exactly. And, and Jeff has got, um, like he's got a VA company, thousandcallsaday.com that does something similar. That was based on, off of his own personal experience of the same exact thing. And it's funny you mentioned that, like having the, um, number one, having someone else do it for you, but the single point of management contact is huge. That's exactly how his company runs. And cause they've stumbled onto that same thing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, I think agents way underestimate how, you know, talk about kissing frogs. You have to do that on the recruiting side too. And especially if it's someone that's going to be on the phone having contact with leads. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I just connected some dots, uh, by the way, because that, that's the same group. Jessica over at 1,000 Calls is exactly who I use. I mean, she, yeah. that, that group is absolutely fantastic. That's so fun. Uh, that's that's your VA company? I'm like, oh. That's, so like I said, you know. Yeah, here, here's all, how small the world is. Yeah. Jessica and, and I both used to work for Frank at Viral Marketing. That's awesome. Frank, Frank is an investor in uh, in thousand calls a day dot com. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. She, she's awesome. So, like I said, you know, that's for the listeners. You go, you figure out, you know, what what area you got to solve, and don't try to solve it yourself. Go find the best possible third party and tap into that to get the job done. There's no other better way to do it. And uh, every time I'm looking, it's like, okay, what do I need? I'm going to go out like marketing. I went and I said, who's the best person in the entire industry? I jumped on a plane, flew down to San Diego and said, what do I need to do to hire you? (laughs) (laughs) Away from a a friend. And I actually call another Mm -hmm. friend, one of the biggest real estate wholesalers in the country. In fact, I think he is. And ask for his blessing. I'm like, hey, I just wanted to, is it okay that Brad comes and works with me? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome though. Yeah, I mean, so many people try to cheap it out or they try to do it themselves and all this stuff. I love it. Go find the best in the business, hire them, pay them what they're worth, let them do their thing. Yeah. Very cool. All right, man. So, uh, so let people know how they can get in contact with you. And I know they need to mention this specifically because you don't take just calls from anyone. This is mostly member introductions or if somebody, if somebody comes to you, they need to mention that they heard you on the team building podcast guys. So keep that in mind, team building podcast, but when they reach out to you, how do they reach out to you? Yeah. Best way, um, join reivault.com. So www.join reivault.com. Um, walks through exactly what we do. There is a, your click a button. There's an application, pretty simple application. We're going to ask a handful of questions and uh, send you a bunch of additional information. It's, this is not a sales process at all. So we want to make sure that you know exactly you know what's included. Um, it really answers 
all the questions because we've done this for a long time. And then we jump on a call and uh, I have Julia, who's what I call our success manager. She jumps on a call and answers some questions. And then you, you and us decide, hey, is this a good fit? Is the market available? Expectations for us is a really big deal. We want to make sure that everything is clear. You know, it's, it's, it's peanut butter and chocolate. And so, um, uh, you know, it's like, hey, we want to make sure that you, you know exactly what we're going to do and what you're responsible for, do, for doing. And people ask that. They're like, what, what you know, they, instead of asking what we do, it's like, what don't you do, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that people really understand, look, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you everything that you need and we're going to get the phone working and we're going to divvy up the leads. It's your job to go close them. You're either going to get a listing or you're going to get a signed contract to buy the property and that's your lead. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then if, you know, and let us know how things are going. So we, we have that process. It's pretty quick. And then somebody, once they sign up, um, you know, they make a decision, $1,500 a month plus a budget. And then, uh, and then they, they get started and seven days later, we're, you know, we're off, off to the races. And just a real quick question, just uh, the way that you look at the real estate landscape. When I look at people that are doing something really innovative, um, one of the other guys, I'll I'll hook you up with him to be on on his podcast as well, Tom Caffarella, he's he's a client. He has a brokerage, but he has a brokerage because he realized he was missing out on the opportunities he was generating on the investment side, right? So if you're already doing the marketing that's generating cash offer seller leads, not only can you invest the deals, but then you can also capture all the listing business by having an agent, whether it's you or someone on your team, go in and take the freaking listing, right? Because nine out of 10 times are not going to be right for you as an investor. Do you see that model getting more popular? Do you see it like, because it's almost an investor real estate mega team hybrid is the only way I can describe it. Um, what's, what's your quick opinion on that? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, what I'm seeing is that people, uh, people are expanding in their local market they're tapping it out. Usually a lot of these markets are good for about seven figures, you know, mm. seven, seven figures kind of, kind of at the top range. And then I see them actually replicating the model in another market. We're seeing that a lot. We're seeing that a lot. Um, we're seeing the wholesaling model really popular right now, right? That's the cycle of real estate. It's usually a seven to eight year cycle. I've seen this before. So we're this cycle that we're in right now, very similar to what we saw before. And uh, you know, there's no deal flow. <laughs> there's no deal flow. So you can't go to the auction or, you know, get on the MLS and find any good deals. You got to go find the deal flow. And those that have it, uh, you know, we love, a lot of us are flipping houses to cash buyers and then, you know, cherry picking some of the ones that we want to keep in our portfolio. And, you know, a lot of the pretty houses, we list them, right. Or, yeah. or push those out to another agent who's going to list and we'll get a, uh, you know, a referral or finder's fee. I like being a marketing company because, we can get finder's fees. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they don't have to do the work on the back end. Yeah. Makes sense. So, so cool. I, I've seen that a lot. I see a lot of people like we have Nasser El Arabi. Um, he's amazing. And Nasser is kind of a personality now, but he was making like 150,000 a year. Uh, last year he did about 600 grand. He's in North Carolina okay. and started up with a thousand dollar, $1,500 marketing budget. He's up to about 13,000 a month. And now he's, getting ready to start expanding to another market. I see that a lot. And, uh, you know, taking, taking advantage, this market's not going to last like this forever. Yeah. I, it never has. So, um, you know, take advantage of while, while it's hot and yeah. don't get stuck. We all get stuck in our stuff. I would say break through this, you know, get the best help. That's why you, 
you know, you listen to podcasts like yours and you go find the best people that are, that are actually doing it and replicate it, right? Replicate it and do it fast. This is not an innovative business, right? Real estate is not an innovative business. It's like, if it's wholesaling, go find, go find the business. Or if it's, if it's, you know, finding listings, right. Or, or, or wholesaling is really mm-hmm. popular. We actually just started more of that in Oklahoma city and find who does it write them a check and get it, get it operational in a week. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, uh, so guys remember join reivault.com. So that's the, the way to get in contact. Make sure that you, um, mention that you came from the team building podcast for the podcast to follow us, make sure to subscribe on YouTube and iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. And make sure to check out the website, elite real estate systems.com. Speaking of the best, um, if you guys want to learn exactly how to build a real estate team, a full on residential team, uh, Jeff opens up his office once a month for the team building workshop. All the details for that are on the site. Um, on the back end of that, we have the live stream program, uh, to help you implement all that stuff that you walk away with. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff to check out there on the site, but, uh, Gary, man, this has been awesome. I appreciate going like as super deep, uh, and basically just opening up the kimono and showing like the inner workings of the business. Cause I know there's a, a lot of people that take there. There's a lot of nuggets that, uh, that were came out of this particular interview. So I'm excited for people to, uh, to hear and dive in. Awesome, man. It's great. And I uh, appreciate all of, uh, all of you. So. Uh, in fact, I'm sure some of you I will get to know uh, better. Um, so. So, and I'll see you, Matt.